Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we'll tell you exactly what we think is wrong with Waldorf schools, plus ghosts slash aliens and much more. Let's go. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm sitting here. I feel comfortable. Yeah. You know why? I got some hot cider. Mm-hmm. My wife made me some hot cider. Sure, very folksy. Do you like how I'm, I'm wearing a I'm wearing a sweater? It's like a sort of a, a warm fall colored sweater. I do like it's that. A, it's I a, like that a lot. It's a crew neck, and mm-hmm. it's got some elbow patches. Mm-hmm. And what's nice about it is that with the cider, it gives me a good warm fall feeling. Yeah, you're like a real New Englander. <sighs> mm, that great. is good. Let's put on a Burl Ives record and sing along. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, Jordan? I'm wearing my festive fall white t-shirt. Yeah, absolutely. No, it looks very nice. It's mm-hmm. got the fall color. The classic fall color is plain all white. white. All sure. white. Um, you got your, of course, you got your seasonal haircut, mm-hmm. um, which is sort of just kind of going different directions, and you you haven't shaved in maybe, I'm going to say two days? Yeah, three days. Three days. Sure. Um, that's again a false. What might call my false scruff. Yeah, you want it a little. You want to keep it warm, but mm-hmm. not. You don't want it too close. You don't want it to yeah. get too beardy, because then you're gonna get. You know, you're just it's get stuffy. Wearing autumn pants. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a blue jean, mm-hmm. which is perfect, perfect for, for autumn. autumn. I usually don't. Yeah, I usually don't like to take the blued jeans out of the closet until fall. After Thanksgiving, that's when I do. Absolutely. Well, it's a seasonal item. Up until then, it's culottes. Yeah, <laughs> only culottes. Um, Jordan. Yes. You you already know that the uh, domain name we we host uh, Jordan Jesse go on is maximumfun.org. Yeah. Um, this is a slogan that Maximum Fun that we've been using in relationship to our, our ethos, the new sincerity, for many years, sure. I would say. I made it up. It's a little bit silly, mm-hmm. but it is fun. Right. You know what I mean? It, and it makes for a nice, punchy domain name. Absolutely. Easy to remember. Easy to type. Now, I, I reached into the mailbag mm-hmm. today. getting Just getting ready for the show, Jordan. I, I do some prep work for the show. Yeah, reached into the mailbag. I got something from Mike S. Mm-hmm. The, yes, the Mike S. Wow. Hi, Jesse, he says. It's me. Mm-hmm. He wrote it to me because he knows that I'm the one who does the prep work on the show. Yeah. You just show I up. Make no, I make no illusions about... Uh... Yeah. You're not trying to bullshit anybody by telling them that you've prepared for this program. No. I don't even show up on time. Hi, Jesse. <laughs> just a heads up. Ted Turner's new book... He's got it in quotes. <laughs> now, I'm pretty sure Ted Turner has written a book. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if he's alleging that it's a, that it's, I think what he's trying to it's imply probably is probably not a good book. This book is bullshit. Sure. That's what the quotation marks. Ted Turner's new book mentions the Turner unofficial family motto on page 77. Mm-hmm. Guess what it is? Maximum fun. You got it. Wow. He says... Prior art, 
infringement? Is Ted Turner trying to suck up to the powerful new sincerity demographic? I leave these questions to you and your legal team. Though, if you get some settlement, it would be great. Take care, Mike S. Wow. Well, I mean, if you look at what's on the Turner Broadcasting Network, uh, I mean, really, I mean, it could be coincidence because, I mean, definitely, like, I watched a little of the Turner Broadcasting Network uh, this weekend. Are we talking about now? Let me ask you a question: Are you talking about the Turner Broadcasting System or Turner Network Television? (sighs) I'm talking about both. Okay. I, 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 I partook in some of Mr. Turner's wares this weekend. I usually don't uh, I don't have cable in my house, but my mom does. So when I visit her for Thanksgiving, it's nice to uh, I know about kind of that. take in sure take in everything that the uh, media landscape has to offer. It's horrible, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's really well. Uh, not, not not when you're in not when you're in Mr. Turner's house, you're getting Jurassic Park three rerun. Okay, you're getting Lord of the Rings two. Sure. Uh, there's probably a Back to the Future movie in there somewhere. Absolutely. And uh, classic family favorites. Yeah. So, so I can kind of see where maybe you guys each. Oh, in a Braves game, you'll see a Braves game. I'll I'll tell you this, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, about four months ago, mm-hmm. a friend of the program, John Hodgman, was in town. Yeah. He's uh, appearing at the book conference. It's called Book Expo. Okay. Um. He invited me and Teresa to come come down to the Book Expo America mm-hmm. at the Los Angeles Convention Center because he was speaking at an event. Yeah. Here's the event. It's a book breakfast. Okay. Um, it's hosted by our friend... Does anyone say book fist? Uh, I, unfortunately... Did you say book fist? Um, well, I can pretty much be relied upon to... Uh, <laughs> Shorten something. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, it, we went down. It's it's a book breakfast. It's hosted by our friend John Hodgman. Uh, the speakers are um, uh, Dennis Lehane, mm-hmm. novelist Dennis Lehane, um, uh, a, another lady, a Persian lady who wrote a book that I can't remember the name of, oh, Reading Lolita in Tehran, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Mr. Ted Turner is the headliner. Okay. Of course, John Hodgman is the host. He comes out and just dazzles the crowd. Sure. He tells a delightful story that he actually he told on his recent tour, um, at least in the Los Angeles stop, about uh, sitting next to the uh, sitting next to a guy who's trying to the guy who created uh, Friday Night Lights, mm-hmm. uh, who's trying to make a movie out of Dune, and he made a bunch of very funny Dune jokes. Okay. Which I got despite having never read or seen uh, the original film of Dune. It's very long. Uh, both are very long um, and extremely nerdy, even mm-hmm. much more nerdy than I'm capable. It's, it's a bu- I would be punching above my weight class in the nerdiness department sure. reading Dune. I think. What's what's the cutoff for you? What's as nerdy as you'll get? Oh God! Well, there's sports. Where does it stop? Sports nerd. Okay. Um, although but I'm, I, talking, I'm talking like like traditional nerd. Like I have read a number of science fiction novels. Okay. Um, but I. I've 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 only read like classic science fiction novels, and I haven't read any science fiction novels in, in some time. Okay. Um, but like as a child, I read an Ender's Game. Okay. Um, a Martian Chronicles. Okay. Etc. Gotcha. Um. Okay. So for me, it's Star Trek. We, that's the cutoff line. Yeah. You want, you, I can't do it. I watched. Now here's the thing. I did watch Star Trek: The Next Generation mm-hmm. when it was new. Okay. When it came on TV and it was on cereal boxes and so on, 
I, re- I watched a fair bit of it on uh, UPN Channel 44 mm-hmm. in uh, the Bay Area. Um, and I liked it. But when I found out about Star Trek enthusiasts, mm-hmm. it caught me completely by surprise. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Some people are really into this? Yeah, I didn't. I, you know, I thought it was neat how Whoopi Goldberg was on a TV show. Sure. I liked how that guy had that uh, supervision. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was always supervising the other yeah. crew members. Uh, no, yeah, the, sure the guy run. with the, the guy with the hairband face from Roots. Sure. Um, it was a it was a fun show to me. But on the other hand, at the time, I also was a big fan of another popular science fiction series uh, of that uh, of that time, the which Secret was, World of Alex Mack. I was going to say, uh, Out of This World. Ah. Both, really, ex- both acceptable answers. My favorite part on Out of This World was when Evie, mm-hmm. the protagonist, um, used her space powers uh, to bring Abraham Lincoln back from the dead uh, in order to help her with her history homework. Yeah. And uh, anyway, Abraham Lincoln's living at her house secretly because she can't tell anybody that she brought Abraham Lincoln back from the dead and is yeah. presumably going to send him back to the world of the dead. Uh, as soon as she's done with her history project. Yeah. <laughs> Where he lives. Anyway, the reason he went to hell is is something that happened. She comes home, and uh, and Abraham Lincoln's there, and she says, How, How'd your day go, Abe? And she he holds up this tiny sweater, really tiny, like a dog-sized sweater, and he says, It went great. I discovered the Make Small Machine. And she says, No, that was the dryer. That's my cashmere sweater. Nice. Anyway, um, so Ted Turner was <laughs> <Make> small. The <laughs> make small machine. Uh. Um, so Ted Turner was the was the headlining speaker of this event, and um, uh, John had already been really uh, delightful and hilarious. Dennis Lehane was uh, pretty intense for an author, and mm-hmm. the woman, uh, uh, the woman who wrote Reading Lolita in Tehran, honestly, I found her a little annoying. Not really annoying, but a little bit annoying. I I apologize that to all the Oprah's sounds like, book Yeah, it sounds like you're just annoyed by women's issues, Jesse. Um, that's true. You're annoyed when uh when issues of gender and race come together. Yeah, sure. The intersections between gender and race that's, certainly annoy me. Yeah, each on its own. I'm comfortable unpacking my knapsack of white privilege, Be Jordan. Sure. Uh, but I'm not comfortable unpacking that knapsack if it contains male privilege items. Gotcha. Therein, you see what I'm saying. I hear you. So Ted Turner is the headliner, and unlike the other people, he has not uh, prepared remarks. Mm-hmm. Um, He's just winging it. And what's really amazing is Hodgman has been hosting this whole time, and Ted Turner has just has been looking at him with a stone face, like "What is this?" the entire time. Sure. Just pure. Mm-hmm. That's the Hodgman's kind of a complicated joke, you know. Yeah, everyone else is jo- laughing though. I sure. want to make that clear. He's making some straightforward jokes. Okay. So anyway, uh, uh, Ted Turner steps up to the microphone. He starts answering questions. Um, the thing that I remember the most is when someone asked him about his many divorces. He said, "Well, you know, y- you do what you can do." I never did anything with any kids. 
<laughs> Man, talk about maximum fun. His, his position on it is that if you're Ted Turner, at the end of the day, what you're responsible for is not fucking children. <laughs> yeah. He's like, look, I am one of the richest men in the world. He's like, I hang out with the world's richest men. We, you know, we have a social club. We go yeah. yachting. All those dudes fuck kids. Not me. <laughs> I am not a kitty fucker. No. I'll cheat on my wa- my many wives. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'll marry a legendary beauty and then uh, probably sleep around on her. Uh, he's married to Jane Fonda for quite some time. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, not a kid fucker. Yeah. That's his defense. Now. It's like get- when I'm hanging out in the basement of Yale... Yeah, and all of the and they bring out the children for the fucking. I I say a polite good night. Yeah, I get my coat and go. I put on my leather mantle and sit in the paddling seat. Sure. Um. So I have this Ted Turner hat. Okay. It says "Call Me Ted" on it. Mm-hmm. This is the name of his book. I received it as a gift for attending uh, this breakfast. I am mm-hmm. now think I'm wondering. There's two options. One is the big tent, which is where I adopt Ted Turner as a sort of crazy mascot. Okay. Uh, of Jordan um, Jesse Go. Sure. Um, or we adopt Ted Turner as a sort sure. of crazy mascot. So let's say um, I read uh, he was recently in San Francisco while I was home for the holidays. There was a little uh, interview with him. He said one reason he never ran for president was because he was married to Jane Fonda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I, uh, another reason she would was be because he's controversial figure back in Vietnam, right? He's he's totally mental. That sure. would be another reason that he never ran for president. Uh, he he doesn't recognize that one. He right. thinks the thing st- the only oh, thing standing between him and the presidency. So there are certain considerations that would suggest that we should bring Ted Turner into the fold. Yeah. Here's another example. He's the world's largest owner of bison, buffaloes. Mm-hmm. That's what he does with his time these days. He manages his buffalo herd. Okay. Um, he's, he's no longer in the media business. He's been sort of pushed out. Uh, his billions have been spent on land for buffalo and buffalo. <laughs> okay? Gotcha. Uh, so, so he does not deal with the day-to-day operations of TNT and TBS anymore. Not anymore. He's been pushed out. He, he merged with Time Warner some years ago, and he got pushed off the board of Time Warner uh, of five years ago or for so. For being mental? I think ultimately for being mental, yes. Sure. And just generally disagreeable. Yeah. Just kind of a sour puss. Sure. Um, the kind of guy who just who just squunches up his face at Hodgman. Gotcha. So there's that. Now, there's another option, Jordan, which is we declare an open war on Ted Turner mm-hmm. and we start a feud. Sure. Uh, with one of uh, the most noteworthy media moguls uh, of the past fifty years. Okay. Um, let's uh, hear. Some, let's let's make a list of pros and cons. Okay. Well, I'll give you an example of something uh, that might suggest uh, that we should uh, declare an open war on okay. him, uh, a jihad, if you will. Sure. Um, it is this. Uh, someone asked him what the highlight of his uh, life was. Mm-hmm. His entire life. Now, this is a man who created CNN mm-hmm. uh, and basically uh, helped invent contemporary cable television um, with TBS and TNT, um, a man who built an enormous empire, um, 
the world's largest owner of bison. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's fucked so many people that his only uh, his only characteristic for virtue is not fucking children. Uh-huh. Um, and he said his uh, career highlight was the first day of the Gulf War. Now, this is because... His life highlight, I should sure. say, not his career highlight. Now, this is because CNN was covering it live. Right. And it was a watershed moment for CNN. I mean, you remember what oh, that was sure. like the at tr- the time. The tracer a, bullets? Yeah, those tracer bullets. So, but at the same time, that's a horrible, horrible, horrible thing to say. Sure. Uh, people were dying. Right. And et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a negative point for him. <laughs> right. That's just, I'm just give, balancing out the bison. You see what I'm saying? Because the bison is pretty cool. Yeah. Now, what are the advantages? If we can bring him on board, he's got a lot of resources at his disposal. He's got, he's got a whole catalog of Family Guy episodes to, that he could rerun. Absolutely. He, he could colorize Jordan Jesse Go. Oh yeah, that too. Um, right now we're broadcasting in black and white. Um, because it's I'd our... like to be kind of orangey. Yeah, I'd like exactly. to be a little orangey. Yeah, kind of a weird color version. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he may yet he may still control Yogi Bear. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think he has at least a share in Yogi Bear. Um, so that's something we we could consider. Mm-hmm. Um, other Hanna Barbera characters. Yeah. Uh, Top Cat. Top Cat, absolutely. Jabberjaw. Uh, Snagglepuss. Yes. Is he's the guy who goes. Uh, something, something even. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So Snagglepuss. Imagine how much better this show would be if be Snagglepuss was involved. Yeah. I mean, maybe we could finally get the elusive El Kabong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so there are some upsides. Downsides, mm-hmm. he's a loose cannon. <laughs> sure. Uh, we don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, we've already got me for that. He, you never know what I'm going to say. He... Uh, he might try and have sex with our significant others. Sure. Uh, and or my dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, he didn't mention... Uh... <laughs> he didn't mention whether he'd fucked any animals. <laughs> Who knows why he's got these bison on his ranch? Sure. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's We're one. Uh, he's still pretty handsome, albeit in a uh, lost some of his marbles type of way. Yeah. Sort of like Doesn't a... Doesn't he have like a weird like red, fa- like, like a red rash on his face now? That's possible, but he's. Yeah. St- I I'm sure he has a rash on his face. I mean, think of the different people he's fucked. Sure, <laughs> think of the different crotches that face has been. When in. you face fucked that many elephants, you know oh. you're gonna get a rash. Yeah, man. Um, that's just a presumption on my part. That's not a statement of fact. Yeah, I was. Um, you know, so he there are downsides too. So I feel like we should open this up for discussion. Yeah. Um, whether we should bring him in or keep him out. Mm-hmm. Do you, does this mean that Ted Turner can just kind of waltz on the show at any point and just start talking about whatever he wants? Yeah, does he absolutely. Launch to come in here and just uh, inter- but I, interrupt our usual content. Well, hopefully we would contain him in some way. <laughs> yeah. We would set up a structure for him. Mm-hmm. You know, where he's not just gonna, he's not just going to go, he's going to, he's not going to try and suggest topics, for example. Mm-hmm. We're, we'll, we're the producers of this show. We'll, we'll handle the topic suggesting. Sure. But he might just come in and, and want to sit in with us. Okay. You know, when I, when I uh, briefly worked for a morning show on uh, 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 a women's rock station in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. um, there was a comedian who would just come in. 
Sure. And nobody asked him to come in. He's a nice guy, a nice fella, uh, moderately funny. And he just did do some time. He would just come in. Yeah, he'd just be there and be like, oh, he's here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not using his name. I, just, I don't want to impugn him. But I, I don't, you know, I think Turner would just show up sometimes. I'm sure he's got a, he's sure he's got a chopper. He lives in Atlanta, but I'm sure he's got a chopper. Your building has a helipad, right? Absolutely. If it doesn't have a helipad, at the very least, it has a a, a, a balloon docking pole. <laughs> sure. You know, for so like we'll a either, zeppelin. So he'll either take the zeppelin or the helicopter. <laughs> yeah. That's how billionaires travel, George. Mm-hmm. So I'm throwing it open. It's a topic. Yeah. It's something we can hear what our listeners have to say, how they feel about it. You know, are you pro or con? On this uh, Ted Turner bringing him into the fold thing. And certain, I mean, then I guess if we have his resources at our disposal, if we ever don't want to show, uh, if we ever don't want to do the show, we can just uh, air kind of a truncated version of Lord of the Rings, too. Or check this out, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan and Jesse are out this week. Jordan Jesse Go will be hosted by Larry King and Wolf Blitzer. No, oh, wow. Let me ask you this question, Jordan. Just Gabin. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think if we bring... Oh, I want to be Wolf Blitzer, by the way. Do you think if yep. we... <laughs> do you think... Great. I, I, want to be, I want to be Larry King. I've already got All the right. braces. Fine. Um, so do you think if we bring Ted Turner in, we can get some of that hologram technology? Because hmm. he was... He, now, he's no longer on CNN. Yeah. That probably wasn't his call. And they created it since he didn't own it. But if he I'm was wondering, in there, the the CNN correspondence would just be a talking bison. <laughs> He's probably got deep connections in the technology center. Sure, he can he can you know uh, Shanghai some of that technology. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. He can secret it out of CNN technology headquarters. All of a sudden, it's Jesse Jordan and a hologram of Will I Am. <laughs> yeah, you see what I'm saying? From the black eyed peas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Okay. He'll give us some Obama perspective. Oh, good. See what I'm saying? Was he a hologram on CNN? Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I thought I... you picked a random celebrity. No, hologram Will I Am was on CNN. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's other holograms, too, but that's the important one. Mm-hmm. And what if we could pick the celebrities? Let's say I brought in a hologram. Oh, here, here is... Uh, Don Caveman Robinson, starting pitcher for the San Francisco Giants circa 1989, we would talk to him about what it's like to be such a good hitter for a pitcher. Okay. What it was like to pinch hit sometimes. Because, uh, you know, Roger Craig would bring him in to pinch hit from time to time because he was such a good hitter for a pitcher. Do you think it's just because this is audio, we should just get those people on the phone and not worry about beaming their holograms in here? I feel like I couldn't connect with them, really, if there wasn't... Yeah. No, you're right. You're Plus, right. there's a certain... You know, there's just a certain something that's missing. If <laughs> no, it's not you're right. You're right. An, My idea was crazy. If if it's not an incorporeal 3D manifestation of the person, mm-hmm. you're just really like, I don't know. Like, it's one thing to have a guest on the phone. It's another no, we can, thing. We can joke around and make it look like we're like grabbing their butt. Exactly. It's one thing to have okay. a guest on no, the no, phone. No, no, you're right. Another you're thing right. to put your hand in and out of a guest. <laughs> sure. You see what I'm saying? Like pretend to fuck them. So we want to know your thoughts on Ted Turner. Uh, give us a call and let us know. Uh, 206-984 for fun. Uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go.
It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. You know what? You know what's a great thing to do if you have your own radio program? Hmm. Dip into the mailbag. Yeah. You know what Easy I mean? Easy content. You could go start with the toe mm-hmm. and then just get right in there. Yeah. Slide. No, I like right to. In. I just like to cannonball in. Really? Oh yeah, it's less cold that way. I, can't, I don't have the guts. Come on, man. Jordan, I do not have the guts. We get the some cold-ass... party. We, we get some cold-ass mail, Jordan. Yeah. Seriously. Ice mail. Uh, this one is from someone named Ocean. Do you mm. think Ocean is a man or a woman? I don't know. He's probably a character on a VH1 reality show. Uh, how about this? He's, a, he's an avatar on a late 1990s website. Okay. Yeah, you know, like with a green, green swoop of hair. It looks sort of like a banana. Yeah, well, I, that's well. what I'm imagining. Okay, a figure in Microsoft Bob. <laughs> I really like you and your podcast. Now, since uh, I'm going to presume that that he or she means that you're uh, talking to, about you. Yeah, me, not you. No. Uh, I also like Waldorf education. What is your beef with Waldorf schools? <laughs> Signed, Ocean S. Ocean S. Do we do we complain about Waldorf schools a lot? Now, Jordan, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember complaining about <laughs> Waldorf schools at all. Yeah. Um. Uh. What's that other kind of school that we complain about more? It's not a Waldorf school. UC Santa Cruz. Oh, yeah, we do complain a lot about UC Santa Cruz. I'm thinking of um, uh, Giannini. What's it called now? <laughs> I have no idea. It's a middle school in San Francisco. Um, what's that kind of school? It's like a, it's like where you, it's like a, you go to a preschool, send them to a preschool. It's like that. It's a lady's last name, Jordan. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, I don't think, I don't think. Anyway, I've been. Here's the point, Jordan. Okay, I don't remember complaining about Waldorf schools. Okay. Uh, on the show, it, I don't think it's come up. I, uh, maybe Ocean's reacting to something in particular sure. um, that we don't remember. I don't remember complaining about it. But um, now that Ocean has asked sure. specifically what our beef is with Waldorf schools, um, I mean, I'm willing to run it down. Yeah, I mean, she uh, she broke the seal, I guess. I. Uh, uh, I mean, there's a there's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think serving eggnog at snack time is appropriate. <laughs> sure, because um, it's bad for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Every snack time, not just during the holiday season. I don't even know how they get it at the store. Maybe they make it themselves. Um, so that's something that I don't like. Yeah, it confuses children as to what time of year it is. Absolutely, that's my primary concern. Yeah. Yeah. Throws off their internal clock. Yeah, a child's internal clock is, uh, you know, if you feed a child ribs, it thinks that it's July. Sure. Is the point. Yeah. If you, if feed, you feed the Megnog, they get excited for presents in March, or, and then they become irritable. Exactly. Or any Nog, mm-hmm. really, not just <laughs> yeah. Nog. It could be, you go to the store, there's sometimes you get holiday Nog. Yeah. Um, that's even worse, because it has it right there in the name. Also, kids shouldn't be drunk. Yeah, I don't understand why they insist on... And it's not just the eggnog. They don't just put brandy in the eggnog. Mm-hmm. They also... Uh, everything they see... They, you know, it's normal for a school to give kids juice. Right. But not as a mixer. Sure. You see what I'm saying? It's one thing to give a child uh, orange juice, 
uh, cranberry juice. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to give a child a screwdriver. Sure. And I don't... And, like, if you're going to do... Like, if you're going to intentionally get your kids drunk, fine, but don't do it so early in the day. Right. Like, I feel like they sit down, take attendance, and then start passing out the jello shots. Exactly. That's what, I mean, I don't know. That, sorry. I'm, maybe I'm old-fashioned. Maybe I'm just an old-fashioned, you know, public school kind of guy. But... Yeah. Here's here's one thing I don't like about it. Okay. They teach kids, uh, you know, volume, measuring volume, mm-hmm. with hard drugs. Yeah. And, and syringes. Mm-hmm. Um, and weights, also hard drugs. Again, hard drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's honestly, granted, a kid educated at Waldorf school, by first grade, they can weigh and measure at a fourth grade level. Sure. But if their only understanding of weights and measures comes from heron, uh, cocaine, mm-hmm. powdered cocaine, mushrooms, if in home ec class... You know, here's my thing with the drugs. It's like, all right, if you're going to do that, fine, but provide a chill-out tent. Exactly! Provide a chill-out tent for the kids when they're coming down. You need somebody there to hold their hand and guide them through this experience, or they are going to have a freakout. Mm-hmm. If you if you're giving the kids the X, give them something to chew on. Sure, so a they banana. Bite the, they can, they'll bite their tongues. Mm-hmm. They could bite their tongues, Jordan. Keep them hydrated, but not overhydrated. Do not mix booze and drugs. Yeah, people react in different ways to different substances. So I'm just saying. You know, I, I also the least you can do Waldorf school. I also think that teaching colors through gang affiliations is inappropriate. Yeah, um, I just think kids should wait. And you shouldn't join a gang until you're twelve or thirteen. If you're not adolescent, you shouldn't have to be set repping. Sure. And the level of set tripping that goes on at Waldorf schools, I think, is indicative of the problem. Yeah. Go to a go to a Waldorf school where you don't see. Bloods versus Crips, Norteños versus Sureños, where you don't see MS-13, the world's most dangerous gang, with a strong foothold in six seven-year-old children, Jordan. Seven-year-old children working as burros, carrying cocaine over the border for geography class. Yeah. You see what I mean? I know. Hey, you're preaching to the choir on this one. But again, I could just be an old fuddy-duddy. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't believe in the new math. Yeah. Excuse me if I believe in the th- the three R's: reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. No. I. It's that's my beef. That, and I'm sorry. And I, I know we're kind of beating a dead horse here, but I really like. Okay. When it comes to class pets, it's a, we had a bunny. Right. We had a bunny in second grade. In my his class, name there was, was a guinea pig. His name was Homework. Sure. We all got to take him home for a week, a year. Right. I don't understand why the Waldorf school can't just stick to that, like, why they need the mythical beasts that, like, don't even exist. It's like, dangerous. why do you have a hydra in the class? It's dangerous. It kills too the many children. Heads. Too, too many, many heads. Too many heads. Which head do you feed? You know, like, it, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's too complicated, too dangerous. You're confusing. It's risky. You're confusing children's sense of uh, what does and doesn't exist. Right. And it's like when you conjure these things up through, you know, magic and, you know, foreign science that wouldn't be illegal here in America. Right. 
you know, it just sends a mixed message. You know who? You know who is the uh, uh, recently received an honorary PhD from uh, the Waldorf Schools Association of America? Mm-hmm. North North Korean strongarm dictator King Kim Jong Il. Yeah. For his work in the black sciences. Sure. The dark sciences is where he received his PhD. They don't have universities the ma- in the North Korea. The mad sciences. Uh, some might say. They don't Sorry have, if that's a slur, but they don't have they don't have universities in North Korea. But you know what they do have, Jordan? Chimera. Uh, Waldorf schools. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> anyway, I don't I don't want to pile on. But yeah. Ocean asked. Ocean emailed us to ask. So yeah, sorry. That's 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 why we have some anti Waldorf school sentiment. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's done. The matter. I'm closing yeah, case the book. Closed. Jordan. Let's just get it. Let's just have fun. Jordan, I'm closing the book. Wow, you had that book the whole time? We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, all good things must come to an end. Mm -hmm. Every door that opens is a door that closes. Sure. Jurassic Park 3 ends, and we don't know if there's going to be a Jurassic Park 4. I guess what I'm trying to say is this is the last week that SlideToPlay.com mm-hmm. is sponsoring Jordan Jesse Go. Our month of SlideToPlay.com discussion has come to an end. I know I'm crying uh, real tears, mm-hmm. salty tears. I can taste them on the tip of my tongue. Sure. It's like for a while there, I felt like, I don't know, the show just wasn't about know, cracking wise and bullshit, but it was like about something. Yeah. And Letting people know about the latest games for their iPhone. Exactly. If people who wanted to know what's a good game and what's a bad game, they were hoping for reviews. They could go to Slide to Play. Sure. People who were wondering what games were coming up, they could go to Slide to Play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gave us a chance to really give back to the community. Yeah, yeah. Um, in so many, so many ways. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is SlideToPlay.com, uh, as a sponsor of Jordan Jesse Go, uh, we will never forget you. We will never forget your URL, SlideToPlay.com. God bless you. Thanks for giving me purpose, if only for, for a little bit, you know? Now, Jordan. And go back to my meaningless, decadent Hollywood lifestyle. Remember that I'm living just for me. Remember when your younger sibling had a, a goldfish mm-hmm. and it died, um, and so you told your younger sibling that it was just sleeping. Sure. We went to the uh, goldfish store, mm-hmm. bought a new goldfish to replace the other one that looked like the old one, and told them that it was the same one. Mm-hmm. I do. I'd like to execute a little bit of that sort of sleight of hand with our listeners right now. Okay. Because we have a new one-week-only sponsor on Jordan Jesse Go. Great. It is called Smite Fest. Smite Fest, huh? Smite Fest. Sounds unpleasant. Here's what it is. Okay. Wade, a a long-time listener of Jordan Jesse Go, active member on the forums, Mm -hmm. uh, has put together this event. Um, It is called Smite Fest. This is what it is. A night of video games, pizza... And kicking out the jams. Okay. Uh, if you live in Seattle mm-hmm. or the Seattle area, Tacoma, for example, mm-hmm. uh, it is going down. 
uh, December 13th from 5 to 9 p.m. at the big space underneath the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Kenmore. Okay. Now, Jordan, if, like me, you were a sexton's assistant at an Episcopal church, you know that the big space underneath an Episcopal church is called an undercroft. It is, this will be taking place in the Undercroft. That's insider's lingo, Jesse. The Undercroft of the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Kenmore on December 13th from 5 to 9 p.m. Uh, basically what's going on is uh, 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 Wade has organized this activity. It's going to be a super sweet jam kicking out. They're going to be playing uh, uh, your guitar heroes and your rock bands, rock band two specifically, on a, you know like on a giant screen with a lot of people Great. and uh, having a lot of fun. He says he promises uh, there will be no churchy stuff, uh, except for at some point during it, there will be a weird medieval church service, medieval-style church service upstairs. I think that this church is sort of like the church that I worked at for a while, where they had the uh, painting of, quote-unquote, St. Malcolm X on the wall. Sure. Um, in that it's, it's, a, it's pretty much the kind of church where... Uh, if you tell them, let's play rock band in the Undercroft, <laughs> they're fine with it. They'll go for it. Yeah, it's totally free. Um, although they say if you come, they they are going to take up a collection for the gaming charity Child's Play, okay. uh, which I think uh, it gives gives games to kids yeah, who are in the hospital. Yeah, ch- games to children's hospitals. Um, so uh, it, it sounds like a really fine, uh... a- awesome, fantastic event um and if you're in the seattle area totally something you should uh go check out i know wade's a real nice fella i met him at the uh uh, uh i met him when, we, when when i was up in seattle really nice guy and uh I, I promise this isn't some weird church trick if you're if you're not the church going type um it's just a just a fun thing uh december 13th 2008 uh 5 to 9 p.m uh, uh, at the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Kenmore, smitefest.org uh, is the website. And if you want to email them, uh, info at smitefest.org. So, sounds pretty good, right? Boom. If you want to sponsor Jordan Jesse Go for just one week, 100 bucks, the one week, $100 sponsorship, it's on the table. I get 50 bucks, Jordan gets 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. You get we spend to, it on bullshit. Yeah, exactly. This is not money we use to eat with. No. This is our bullshit money. Oh, sure. There's no, and never, there is no time when bullshit money is more important than the holidays. Because the holidays is the time when you go shopping and pretend to be shopping for other people, but just buy bullshit for yourself. Yeah. So One this, of those pens that writes upside down. Exactly. Gotta a space get one pen. of those. Gotta get a space pen. Uh, Jesse, uh, Jesse at MaximumFun.org if you want to sponsor us, uh, if you want to sponsor us for a hundred bucks. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, on the line here, um, it's it's rare that we do an interview here on Jordan Jesse Go, sure. Jordan. I mean, th- that we usually leave that to the sound of Young America mm-hmm. um, and Charlie Rose. But we have something special today, mm-hmm. something that I think will be of particular interest to this specific audience, to mm-hmm. the Jordan Jesse Go audience. Okay. Because what do we always say, Jordan? What is it that distinguishes the Sound of Young America audience from the Jordan Jesse Go audience? Love Psych- bullshit. Psychographically. Oh, sure. Psychographically, I'm talking oh, about. Okay. They're in, in terms of interests. 
bullshit? Ghosts and aliens. Oh, okay. Ghosts and aliens is the primary difference between these two. Now, um, Trey Hamburger is a young man uh, who is an expert on ghosts and aliens, and he's written uh, the defi- what I would characterize as the definitive book on the subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Ghosts Slash Aliens. Um, Trey, welcome to Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, hello. Um, hi, my name is Trey Hamburger. I live in Leonard, Michigan, next door to the Meatball Factory. Um, hello, am I, on, am I on air? Yes. Oh, my. Okay. Um, is it possible your electricians could uh, make my voice deeper so I sound stronger at all? Um, are you? Is that a concern, would you say? Uh, you sound reasonably I mean, strong. Okay, well, I mean, well, that, that's fine. Okay. Oh, I don't. Yeah, it's not not really something we do. Although we could we could describe you later and just you know make a make an offhanded mention of your you know, muscles and muscles your jaw. All right, great. I appreciate that. All right. I mean, I mean, I guess I came to tell came here to tell you guys that um, I am a victim of paranormal activity, and uh, I'm not talking about you know the guys who went looking for UFOs, found a truck full of Mexicans, and ended up getting into a huge fight. I'm talking about the real thing. Wait now, okay. So let's uh, let's uh, let's slow down here, Trey, because okay. you're you're freaking yeah, me you're out. Yeah, covering a lot of ground. Um, I, I don't I don't know if I'm not sure if I even have the strength to deal with this. Um, let's talk about how did what were the circumstances of you being uh, victimized by, as you put it, well by I mean, aliens. Um, I mean, basically, I've had a few experiences. Uh, that really just kind of got my mind going. I mean, first of all, I had a bird that winked at me. Uh, I heard somebody boning when, their buddy, when nobody was around. And then I heard a second-hand account of a teleporting hot pocket. Now, that doesn't necessarily sound like alien activity. Now, yeah. Your book is called Ghosts Slash Aliens. Right. Um, was this, was, would you characterize this as, as trouble from, from, uh, from another world in space or from another plane of our world? All right. Well, wait, I mean, you, let me explain the whole story that you'll be, you'll definitely agree here. I mean, basically everything started when my associate Derek called me up and he said he put a plate of food into the microwave. Before I'm sorry. Went, can I just clarify uh, associate? Right. He's my associate. I mean, we were working together. Um, I mean, we trade together with the bow staffs and uh, I mean, our crossbows and stuff like that. But um, I mean, you know, that was a little bit later. But right now, I mean, um, it all started with basically what happened to him. And uh, he, he called me up and he said he put a plate of food in the microwave before he went to the bathroom. And then when he got back, the plate was mysteriously found on the counter. Now, look, there's no way that plate of Hot Pockets could have saw the microwave from natural forces. Something happened. Um, I mean, I mean, does he? Sorry, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you've explored this before, but is it possible that I don't know if he has a, a roommate or lives with Nobody family? Nobody lives home. Hmm. Except for him. Yeah. Him, but he was he was he did not participate in moving those pockets from the microwave on the counter, and there's no way naturally that could happen. Well, I sorry, I just had to I had to ask, had to make sure all the bases because I mean, the, the listeners are asking. Exactly. These are the questions we ask ourselves. We stayed up late. We did a lot of screaming fights. We were just trying to figure out what happened. And so far, I mean, that's this is the only explanation. I mean, I mean, we we can't even find Derek right now. We think he's uh, he's missing. I mean, either he's at Daytona Beach or another dimension. We just don't know. Either one is possible. 
Yeah. Given I mean, does he go to, does he go to, go to Daytona Beach regularly? Does he go regularly? to Daytona Beach? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we, I mean, we would try to call him, and he's not picking up the phone. We don't know where he's at. We called his grandpa. He doesn't know. I well, mean, the plus, I mean, last time we talked to him, he was just freaking out. Uh, so... Yeah. Okay. Well, so, I mean, if anybody if anybody sees him, please you know give us a call and we'll relay relay the message, of course. Thank so, you. So these um, this is you experienced uh, the hot pocket displacement, we'll call it, um, and then a, a couple of other things happened. You heard a moan. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just one of the few things that we've discovered. I mean, we've we've also discovered that Nabisco owns the patent to flying saucer technology, and we've also discovered the existence of interdimensional portals found across the United States, like for example, South Dakota. Okay. This in, now, the, when you say South Dakota, you're referring to the entire state of South well, Dakota. Well, I mean, we've never spoken to anybody from South Dakota. We've never really heard much about it, and it just seems like it. It could be just a giant portal. Where, I mean, did you check the with, state. Did you check with Derek's grandpa on that one? Um, no, we haven't talked to him. I mean, he. I mean, we we basically assume. I mean, he's never mentioned anything about it either. So I mean, so it sounds like, in other words, uh, Trey, it sounds like when these strange things started happening, uh, you guys started to do some investigating. Um, tell me about what what you did when you realized that something strange was going on. Um, I mean, we ba- we basically started investigating my uh, neighbor and gathering evidence about him. I mean, uh, we think he could be from another dimension or India, uh, but I mean, I don't really have the liberty to speak more about this because of the legal issues surrounding certain people attacking certain persons when the guy was acting weird. So, I don't know, like... I can't get too into it right now because of that legal boundary, but uh, we've been doing a lot of investigating. We've been really training um, ourselves to fight these beings and uh, just try to discover more things and try to, you know, talk to other people. It'll, it'll make uh, other people realize that they're not the only people that are experiencing these things. Now, now okay, I'm, I, I think we're kind of dancing around the issue here a little bit. I just, I just want to, I want to cut to the chase. This isn't gotcha journalism or anything like that. But I just, I. Uh, what does all of this mean? Can you tell us in very specific terms? There's these there's these things happening. There's there's portals. Uh, food is being moved without our knowledge. Uh, is this a sign of something bigger on the horizon? We uh, well, basically, um, my associate Mike Stevens and I, we think that the apocalypse is coming. It may be upon us. And and these. And these things are 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 signs. They're they're right. harbingers. Yes, I mean, you know, just the other day, Mike Stevens he saw some weird fog, and then uh, I mean, I was at the bathtub the other day, and I heard somebody say my name underwater, and I nearly choked. Were you eating in the bath? No, I was just blowing bubbles underwater, oh, okay. and I almost choked. So, but I heard someone say my name. No one is home. So, what what can we do? Uh, I mean, I presume that we would be largely following your example since you're the one experiencing these things for the most part, and also Derek and um, it sounded like Mike. Um, what can we do to prepare for a potential um, alien slash ghost apocalypse or right. apocalyptic situation. Right. I mean, I mean, if you could get close enough to maybe an alien and you could glue a magnet on their head, 
that their homing abilities will be useless. And then also Mike Stevens and I have deduced that these aliens probably have suction cupping abilities to grip food in space. So there's no gravity in space. This is That's, a supposition on your part. Well, I mean, it's logical. It and sounds like they've gone through, uh, you know, scientific process. The scientific method was applied to this suction cup thing, to be fair. Right. I mean, so I mean, we definitely deduce that these guys have suction cups. But now think about this. Those cups can be clogged. Okay. Right. So how would you... Are you, what would you use to, to clog uh, a Maybe suction? Maybe like some nacho chips or um, any, any kind of like small gradual substances, maybe some tiny uh, stones from your driveway or I mean, whatever you can get your hands on. I mean, the point is that people are just thinking and uh, just really trying to concentrate on you know, stopping these be- beings with you know, home products. Do you have a strong feeling as to whether these beings are ghosts, aliens, or both? Um, I mean, there are some instances. I mean, there, you know, I mean, there's some things that are ghosts or some things that are aliens. I mean, for example, if you know, you're, um, you know, um, laying in bed late at night and you feel like a strange flipper, like kind of aquatic feeling, a flipper like rubbing uh, the back of your head, uh, that's definitely an alien. Um, uh, for a ghost, I mean, if you see like any kind of levitating towels or like dead grandpas popping up, uh, that's generally like uh, ghosts. Activity. You guys have also done some research specifically into um, specifically into portals of various kinds. You just mentioned South Dakota. Um, how do the how do the portals enter into this, and, and why are they such a significant concern? Well, I mean, uh, it's definitely we we think that a lot of the stuff may have started because of a potential portal opening, and I mean, we just think that people need to stay away from that type of stuff. I mean. Uh, maybe you think about these. Uh, by what? By one of my friends, he uh, contacted Satan and he burnt his eyebrows off. Wow, he... that's really heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Not jeez. Um, okay. Well, I mean, so, so what can we do? Like, like do what is where is where's the safest place to be when all of this goes down? Well, uh, I used to think it was kind of like small towns. I mean, like, personally, you know, like, my small town, Leonard, I mean, I thought that was a place that you could be safe. But, I mean, uh, when you think about it, you know, all the people on the top, like, all the generals and stuff, they're going to run to the small towns, and a lot of these beings know that. So they're going to start attacking there, too. So I, I don't think anybody's safe anywhere. I mean, I was at the tub, and it happened. So, uh, I mean, you just got to prepare. I mean, I mean, I've, I've started trading myself. I mean, I, uh, I've gained a lot of uh, skills lately. I mean, I, I, now I have high running speeds. I've got crossbow and broadsword skills, and I'm well-trained in aquatic slash semi-aquatic trade, and I could even eat a person if I get stuck somewhere. So, I mean, the bottom line is just to be trained, be prepared, and know that this happens. I you mean, Did you, now, Trey, I don't mean to interrupt you. Did you train in eating a person? Yeah, have you actually eaten someone? No, I mean, I imagined it several times, and it's, you know, I mean, it's psychological, really. Yeah, it's just and a matter of getting in that headspace to where you could uh, eat it, a person. Right, it would be definitely a last resort. I mean, if somebody had some nachos, I would definitely eat that first. I want to ask you, you, you this book is really remarkably uh, detailed um, and includes a lot of support documents. One of the documents that I found really interesting um, was a top secret document that you obtained. Um, now, it's because it's top secret, Jordan. I don't know if you've ever looked at secret documents or you worked in intelligence at all. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, 
portions of the document will be blacked out because they're uh, for official eyes only. Now, in this one, it's dated uh, November 18th, 1985. It's labeled, this is a top secret eyes only document containing the highest level of uh, secret documents imaginable. Um, it's, it's, like I said, dated, and then has one paragraph of text. It's mostly blacked out, but we see the phrase, blankets just started going nuts. And then later on in that same paragraph, just the word puked. Right. And uh, Colonel Blank, don't show this to anybody seriously. Um, how did how did finding source documents like this affect you guys putting together this this theory and, and uh, in some ways this this system? Um, I mean, it definitely supported a lot of our conclusions, and it, I mean, especially when there were low points in the investigation when um, uh, you know we were feeling bad, or I mean, somebody tripped and fell uh, down a hill or something, and we just decided to take a break for that day. I mean, when we found documents like this. It really just spurred us on and just to start trading harder and, you know, and start getting ready to attack. Now, uh, let us uh, let me ask you this question, Trey. This is sort of the, the be-all, end-all. We have thousands of listeners out there across America right now, um, and they're looking for something hands-on, something practical. Um, if there's one thing that these folks should do uh, to, to prepare for ghosts slash aliens uh, to potentially open a portal, start some kind of apocalyptic-type situation, uh, what would you recommend? Um, I just basically just use common sense. I mean, you know, if you, if you, like, see a ghost coming at you, I mean, for example, I mean, you could pour some chemicals on the entity to raise its density, and then you could scissor kick it. Um, I mean, if, I mean, for example, stay away from Ouija boards, I mean, uh, just like I said, my buddy, he burnt his eyebrows off. And, I mean, those things, I mean, the recommended age should be 30 and up, if you know what I'm saying. So, I mean, just use common sense and just kind of realize that you're not alone and that this happens all the time and that, if you know, if you feel, you know, late at night that uh, you've got, you got, like, a flipper, uh, you know, rubbing on you, you, you know, you need to talk to a buddy and really just get it out of your system, you know. Well, if folks out there are interested in uh, topics as diverse as uh – Respecting ladies, hidden driveways, uh, porno, uh, gurgle clues, headbutts, Indians, and yeast infections. Um, a, a great book to check out all of that is uh, our, our guest Trey Hamburger's new Ghosts Slash Aliens. Trey, thank you so much for joining us. It was, it was, really, uh, it was really informative um, to have you. Great, thanks. I mean, yeah, I, I got to go anyway. My mom keeps screaming at me to get out of the bathtub right now. I mean, I've been in here for over an hour. How old are you? I'm about 17 years old. Okay. Well, Trey, a very impressive yeah, achievement. Sure. Um, really amazing research you've done and some great science in here. So uh, uh, thanks again. Great to have you. Great, thank you. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, there are a lot of great segments on this program. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think I'm tooting my own horn to say no. that this program is chock full of fantastic segments. Sure. However, that having been said, there is one segment that is my favorite above all others. 
Oh, man, I can't wait to hear what it is. It is a segment that I, every time we have it on the program, mm-hmm. I savor it. I, I, roll, roll it. I roll it around in my mouth, in my mind mouth, like, I'm, like a fine cabaret of segment, cabernet. Sure. Segment cabernet. You roll it around like the first a, time like a you Pinot watched Gr- cabaret. Like a, like a Pinot Grigio. Hmm. It's oaky. Sure. Rich. Fruity notes. Hey, Jesse, you want to smell the cork? I already did. Nice. And uh, with regard to the cork, you probably shouldn't smell it anymore. Yeah. Um, it's, all, it's all smelled out. <laughs> uh... It's a magical segment, I would say, Jordan. Yeah. Wait, what is it? It's called Jordan Made a Mistake. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Looks like it's time to bring back Jesse's favorite part of the show. Jordan makes a mistake. It's not Dinah. It's Diana who is Wonder Woman. Do your research. You just played the Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe game. You should know better. Bye. Oh, Jordan. In my defense, they don't get into a lot of secret identity stuff in that game. Jordan, I mean, it's not... There is no defense for this. Everyone just... This yeah, is indefensible. Right. Jordan, completely indefensible. You knew, last week on the program, one of our regular callers and listeners called in to say that she had just given birth to a child mm-hmm. uh, that she was planning to name Dinah. Mm-hmm. Now, you said that you knew she was such a big Wonder Woman fan. Like such a D- big DC Comics, Such a big DC Comics fan that she was naming her child Dinah after Wonder Woman's identity in the world of the Amazons. Sure. You were completely wrong. I, I was. And you also failed to consider something that I considered, which is that we know that Margaret from Manhattan, the woman who called and gave birth to the child... Yes, is both an actress Mm -hmm. and a cabaret singer by profession. Sure. Just like a certain Dinah Shore. Well, yeah. Well, I I feel like a shithead. It's because you are a shithead. Yeah. There's only one cure. I'm sorry. There's only one cure for that. I'm sorry to that new baby. I'm sorry to... uh... Apologize to Dinah Shore. I'm sorry. Apologize to her ghost. I'm sorry, ghost of Dinah Shore. There's only one solution. Hmm. Momentous occasions. Hi, this is Roy from Alaska, and right now I'm in New York City, and I just saw a man scooting on a Razor scooter, and I just think that's pretty momentous. It is momentous. There's no doubt about it. A man smoking a pipe and riding on a Razor scooter. I need to know a couple of things. I need to know the man's age. Sure. Uh, What time of day this was. Sure. And... um, no, those are the two. Uh, his dress. His dress. His manner of dress. Yeah. Not whether he was wearing a dress. I mean, it's, 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 it is momentous one way or the other, but there's some things that would make it more momentous. I think the if thing is... If this was is, an old man, more momentous. Our caller was a little overwhelmed by the fact that he was in the big city, mm-hmm. New York City. Uh, he's from Alaska. Um, things are slower up there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And colder. Probably works on one of those salmon boats, goes out for months at a time. Yeah. He dies half the time. He's he's literally a dead man. Sure. Calling t- from beyond the grave. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to my point here. Can you please apologize to Dinah Shore's ghost for us? We're not sure she heard. 
you want me to can do ghost, it again? Can Ghost listen to podcasts? No, I want him to apologize oh, okay. on our behalf because he's from Beyond the Grave. Oh, sure. Do you think Ghost listen to podcasts? Nothing else to do up there. Yeah, I know. You get so bored, so much free time. Yeah. It's like uh, when you're like a you know graphic designer or something always tells us, oh, I listen while I'm working. Mm-hmm. They listen while they're, you know, whatever. Haunting. Haunting. Playing the harp. Rattling around. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. Uh, this is Eric from California, and I always wanted to call in with a momentous occasion, but nothing really big happens in my life. So today, I got a voicemail from my mom saying that she just got married yesterday. And instinctively, someone would say, hey, that's kind of a dick move, you know, for your mom not to say that plan on getting married, but not really the way our family works, and I'm really happy for it. So thanks. Keep up the good work. Would you be a little bit perturbed? Now, I don't I don't even know. I know uh, your folks don't live together, Jordan. I don't know. Maybe they're still married. Um, would you be they're perturbed? Not. Would you be perturbed if you got a voicemail from your mom mm-hmm. saying that she had gotten married the previous day? I don't think my mom should be doing anything sexual. <laughs> That's my main problem with it. Well, she could be marrying for companionship. Yeah, I'm fine if this is a platonic marriage like a green card situation that'd be funny that would be really funny your younger sister's gone off to college jordan uh she's alone in that big old house Mm -hmm. maybe she's marrying for companionship yeah it's fine what if she what if it was a green card what if your mother married gerard depardieu that would be funny that would be fun right? yeah as long as it's like a comic situation because he's got that monster schnoz yeah you know and those uh funny french ways Mm -hmm. i i was impressed by that he he just said he just took it so well, so gracefully. Yeah, I mean it's it's it, there's definitely there's definitely a little peace of mind when you kind of realize that your that your family's nuts and like not to expect them to be not nuts, you know? Uh-huh. That's definitely I think a real mature kind of person is someone who just kind of understands the way that their family works and then just doesn't bitch about it. You know what? You I have a little fun with it. I, that's sort of the lesson I took home from Thanksgiving this year. Oh yeah. I love my family. Sure. And when I say my family, I'm including uh, Teresa's family as well. You know, I've been with Teresa for 10 years, so I know them very well. Yeah. I love them. It's great. Okay. It's great to love your family. It sure, feels really absolutely. good. You know, spend some time with your family. Give them a hug. Why not? You know what I mean? It's not like I was against the family before. I'm just realizing, like, you know what? Even if, even if they hate you because you're gay or something... Even if it's something horrible going on, sure, you can still love them. I went to Nordstrom Rack with my mom. She bought me a belt. Yeah, I love going to Nordstrom Rack with my mom. Oh, come on, it's great, it's the best. Ah, it's fantastic. Anyway, that's what the holiday season's all about in my book. Not pie fights. Yeah. Speaking of which, give us a call. I, I want some good holiday stories this year. It's got to be better than last year. Last year, a guy called in to say. That his uh, grandmother and mother had engaged in, uh, uh, had had become estranged from one another. One showed up at the other's house with pies, um, and was refused entrance, and they ended up having a pie fight. Um, but like a sad pie, like an angry, sad pie yeah. fight, not a goofy, funny pie fight. It's all about um, what music's playing in the background, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he did happen to be in the other room can, at the time, watching the Benny tone. Hill. It sets so. the tone. Uh, so what's your worst holiday story? 206-984-4-FUN. Uh, it has to be something that you can laugh at looking back. Yeah. Uh, but let's hear it. 206-984-4-FUN. Um, uh, one more momentous occasion. This one actually kind of ties in with our friend from Alaska. 
Hi, Jordan Jeffy Go. This is Heather in Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, today, for the first time, I caught a fish, killed it, cleaned it, cooked it, and consumed it. So now I am a real man. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> totally. Nice. Amazing. Caught it, cleaned it, cooked it, consumed it. It's pretty good. The four C's. <laughs> yeah. That's what they call that. Okay, Jordan. We have one more call. I think this is going to be a rich call. This is a call that we're going to be mining uh, for many years. This is a call. Wow. This is a call that's the mind grapes of which will keep us in grape juice uh, for months to come. I'm. Uh, I'll just prepare for my life to change then. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. It's Ben in New York. I wanted to suggest an action item. Um, because I've been thinking a lot about pranks I pulled in college, um, most notably a, a rig I set up in my dorm room so that anybody who walked in the door would get, like, mummified in silly string. Um, and I've been kind of thinking that I need to get back back into pranking people. I'm sort of, I sort of have uh, my current roommate in mind for a prank. He's also a listener. Um, I was uh, going to see if you guys would be interested in uh, maybe sharing some pranks that you'd done or opening up a new action item, uh, people calling in telling you about awesome pranks. Now, here's the thing, Jordan. Yeah. I've been thinking about this a little bit. If you call in to talk about a prank that you pulled, you're kind of a douche. Sure. That's the fatal flaw with what our caller suggested. If you call in to talk about a prank that was pulled on you, you are the bigger man or woman. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, yeah, I like it. I want to hear about pranks that people have had pulled on them. Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, April Fool's Day, my uh, uh, freshman year of college, um, I had my, you know, in... in in a college dormitory, you have very little to decorate. Uh -huh. You can put things on your door or on the little message board by your door. Mm -hmm. So uh, I had decorated my dorm room door with a mosaic of 1987 Donruss baseball cards. Mm -hmm. uh, some of my favorite players, your Ken Oberkfells, um, your Scotty Gereltzes. It was really complicated and spectacular. Mm -hmm. uh, Dan Grayson, who... Uh, 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 people may have heard on the college years, he's been on the college years a number of times, who, who uh, uh, helped me write and record the Maximum Fun, the theme from The Sound of Young America, uh, lived next door and had a similarly complex door decoration. I can't remember off the top of my head what was on his. When we woke up on April 1st, our door decorations had been switched perfectly. Every single thing exactly in the right place on the other person's door. No one ever took responsibility for this act, despite significant pressure that we placed on everyone we knew. As far as I'm concerned, that was the masterstroke. I still, it eats me inside who switched my door with Dan's <laughs> door. I have a little bit of a, I have a little bit of a meaner, uh, you might remember this too. This is actually somebody else. This is back in business, Brian Lane. Sure. Uh, a, a similar college door deck prank. Um, uh, there was this girl, and she had gone outside of her um, decorating 
area. She didn't just decorate on her billboard, but the entire kind of wall from her door till, you know, the next person's door. She covered in uh, movie quotes. Oh, she God, had, I remember that. That she had, uh, she had typed out in this kind of, um, you know, calligraphy font. And it was all just really like, you know, just just movies that bullshit college kids like. Yeah. It was like, and, you know, it was like, all you need is love, the Beatles. And, um, yeah. Oh, I remember just that. Just stuff like that. What a, what a nightmare that was. And, and one was from the movie Moulin Rouge. To be fair, you said it was movie quotes that co- bullshit college kids would like. Mm-hmm. You could have just as easily described it as movie quotes a 12-year-old would choose. Sure. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, or how no, about this? Nothing interesting or actually funny. How It'll... about this? Just some movie quotes from a movie quote website circa 1993. <laughs> right, Just right. A, a quote website that's got the twinkle star background wallpaper. Sure, something made on Angel Fire. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, go ahead. Um, anyways, and one was from Moulin Rouge, and it was kind of similarly generic. It was like, you know, love will show us the way or something. I've never seen Moulin Rouge, but it, I'm aware it just has kind of some general right. themes of love and trying your best. Right. Um, being slutty. Anyways, back in business, Brian Lane uh, typed up in the exact font, found the exact perfect font, and replaced the Moulin Rouge quote with one that said, I am a fucking terrible movie, hyphen, Moulin Rouge, <laughs> and put it up there. It was like a week before anybody noticed. <laughs> my, uh, that's maybe one of the funniest things that happened in college. So, uh, pranks of which you have been the victim, uh, or uh, of which you have been a, a, an uninterested party, we don't necessarily want to hear one that you pulled. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to hear you showboating. Yeah, 206 984 We want to hear your fun. touchdown dance. Uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. You know, I've been feeling like the show needed a little something extra, a sort of uh, dedication. Mm-hmm. Um, you oh. know, every book has a dedication page where you dedicate it to your family. Yeah. Uh, your your or, editor. Or whomever. Um, I'd like to take this opportunity to dedicate this program uh, to one of my favorite baseball players of the late 1980s, Steve Bye Bye Balboni. Um, Steve Balboni. This is getting out of control. I don't know who these people are. He was born January 16th. You, wanna, you should have a monologue show like Mike Schmidt. We, you need to do um, two separate shows. He was, one where you mention baseball players and one was, that I'm on. He was best known uh, for playing with the New York Yankees and the Seattle Mariners. I'm just going to uh, go in the kitchen or something. He also briefly go, played for the Texas Rangers. I'm going to just go fancy around uh, in your in kitchen. In 1996, after, I'm uh, read this book. after several, after missing, not appearing in the major leagues in both 1991 and 1992, which I think is a testament to his stick yeah, He sounds great. Um, his career high in home runs was 36, which he hit with the uh, Kansas City Royals in 1985. He was a low batting average hitter with a career batting average of only 229, but he knew how to take a walk to some extent. He had a, a career on-base percentage of 293. Um, of course, he was well known for his slugging power. He ended up with 19 MVP votes in both 1984 and 1985. Uh, he was fat, and he wore glasses. So here's to you, Steve. Bye-bye, <laughs> Balboni. 
Uh, we'll be back in my, just a second. Want, can I can I rejoin the show? We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. That was a great show. A lot of fun. Though. We're amazing. Mm-hmm. Who's more amazing, me or you? Trick question. The answer is us. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's about to take a stance, too. Uh, great action An items. An unpopular one. We got some good action items this week, Jordan. Okay. An unpopular one? You mean me? <laughs> yes, I was going to pick you. Everyone hates me. I was going to go out on a limb. Everyone loves Jordan and hates Jesse. It's a well-established you fact. You understand it, right? Absolutely. You're, like you're dramatically more lovable than Come I on. am. Come on. I'm always, I have to, I'm always responsible for keeping things moving. Talking about the important stuff, baseball players, <laughs> sure. new bunny day. Um, okay, so uh, we got some really awesome action items on this week's program. Number one, it's the holidays. What's your worst holiday memory that you can look back at and laugh at? Um, we're looking for great holiday memories, and we're going to run them throughout the holiday season. If I get some really good ones, I might even run them on the San Diego America Christmas special. Um, but uh, give us a call, 206 984 fun uh, great pranks of which you have been the victim or a uh, 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 non-initiating uh, subject of two zero six nine eight four for fun. Um, what's up? Well, there's one more thing, George. Looking people's pockets. Are you still doing that? Uh, well, we're done with looking people's pockets, unless you look in somebody really good's pockets. Yeah. I feel like Paul F. Tompkins is about as good as it gets, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That's pretty great. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe if you uh, maybe if you dig up a body and go through the pockets of somebody famous that has died. Yeah, that would be really good. Who's that guy who was on Law and Order? Jerry Orbach. Yeah, if you can dig up Orbach's corpse and look through his pockets. Oh, Jordan, Ted Turner. Ted Turner. That's the third. There thing. you go. Ted Turner, pro or con? Should we bring him into the fold or initiate jihad? Uh, 206-984-4FUN is the number to call. You can also always email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Of course, the continuing action items continue to be in effect. If you have a personal dispute uh, that you'd like uh, adjudicated by Judge John Hodgman, if you've got something going on in your life and you need some advice, you'd like to ask Juanita. Um, if you have a personal question for myself or Jordan, 206 984 for fun. Uh, before we go, uh, two quick URLs for people to check out. Uh, if you're interested in Trey Hamburger and his book, uh, uh, Ghosts, Ghosts, slash a- Ghosts slash Aliens, GhostsAliens.net is the website to visit, GhostsAliens.net. And also, uh, this listener called Hampton uh, lives, I believe, in Toronto, Canada, has put together a very amazing website. Uh, we had nothing to do with this. Uh, my only involvement in it was he emailed me to say, could he use the logo on it? And I said, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, JJGo.org. Here's what they're doing. They're indexing Jordan Jesse Go. So let's say you want to hear uh, what episodes have had uh, Would You Rather on them. You go click, 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 find out. You want to know on what, af- what, on what episodes have we discussed uh, MyCookRewards.com? Click, 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 you find out. It's an amazing website. Yes. And he's building it out, too. And it's a way for, for Jesse and I to have a place that we can go on the internet to, uh, to realize how repetitive we've become. <laughs> so if, and of course, it's like, you know, it's like wiki style or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, it's tagging. Yeah, you can Web 2.0 can type add... deal. So, uh, and I just said Web 2.0, which is one of the things. So click that into sure. the website. For, uh, this, for this episode. So if you're listening to an old episode, you want to help other people out, you know, you go in and then click it on there and type it and what have you. 
Anyway, eventually you'll it spits out a Mobisode. Sure. As I understand it. You can also write joke bios of us. Um, and, of course, we want to thank uh, the Free Design for our theme music, which is Love You by the Free Design. Makes a wonderful holiday gift. Mm-hmm. Kites are fun, the best of the Free Design. I would say. There's nobody who's not going to enjoy that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nas. Nas probably wouldn't like it. Yeah. Eh, he's kind of a... He's been a pill lately. He's already got everything anyway. He's so fucking rich. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy, you know? Yeah. I, I hate getting presents for Nas. It's the hassle of my life. Yeah, really. He always, you know, he just makes a smirk like, well, th- you know, thanks. That's that's really, you know, he'll call he things cute. Get, He's just condescending. He about doesn't it. get me anything. Mm-hmm. That's what's weird about it. Yeah, he's the one who's so fucking rich. He's the one who sell one of the diamonds in that giant fucking cross around your neck. Now, you could buy me anything you want. Nah, he just got me an iTunes gift card. It seemed like real impersonal. It seems like he just got a bunch of them. Was it like a? It was a, like a ten dollar one too. Yeah, right? too. About, it might even been like a freebie that he got. Oh. Just from being a and he's like re yeah it seemed a little re gifted to me I don't know it's it's I'm I'm done with that guy fuck Nas okay we'll we'll talk to you next week on Jordan Jesse go.